So anybody need help uh, cracking their iPhone? I know, I know a guy. <laughs> An FBI guy? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say. Let's know. just say it rhymes with schmenchesse. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, was in, that was in code, by the way. <laughs> Do, do we really think do we really think they actually hacked no. it or I mean, I, you know, it's like they've they haven't been uh, like the most truthful up to date. So I'm kind of wondering if it's just like, no, no, we got it. It's OK. No problem. We're all set. It was super convenient that they announced, you know, basically a day before the hearing that they had just right. come up with a way to do this, despite having mm-hmm. attested to the contrary. Now, right. you know, to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know, you know, that everyone will have to make their own decision if they want to do that or not. I think it's entirely possible somebody came to them and said, hey, we can do this. Um, and that they basically found a way to do it. It was probably, you know, a lot of people have suggested it was probably something was just involved, like essentially copying the data off the flash memory and running, uh, you know, trying a bunch of passcodes against that on like a cloned phone. And then just, you know, keep doing oh, that until you do it over succeed. and over again. Um, which is possible. I mean, it's it's time it's time, time intensive, yes. but even doing that is not super time intensive. Um, and it, you know, they announced what a day Yesterday. later they've gotten into it, right? So, yeah. So, or a week <laughs> later, I guess it was a week after. So, you know, if, if there was just one, three FBI guys <laughs> if, stuck in a room ten, for a week, if ten thousand monkeys are typing on ten thousand phones, yeah, we just clone it to ten thousand phones and have ten thousand FBI agents each try one code. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so yeah i so, yeah i mean it's possible it's certainly possible but i am also i would not rule out the fact that they were just um you know making themselves look tough yeah <laughs> like saving like saving face like you know we, we we botched this we botched this whole thing so uh we go yeah no we're cool it's all good the things that previously said could be in, uh, like interpreted so that they're not a lie you know what i mean oh yeah yeah weasel words this this one specifically like no we've got the information on now is like well that's kind of a binary <laughs> like we've exhausted all avenues of it like okay that you can possibly imagine <laughs> and you're not except trying this, and you're except not trying one. very hard <laughs> well yeah that's what i mean but i mean there's an infinite number of ways to do try to do anything right so right it's like well i don't know we there we are four ma- ways. No. We looked at the manual. It came with the phone. We went to the Apple's <laughs> website and we went to the Genius Store. <laughs> if you, no have you opened the so, box? Yeah. There's really not much instruction that comes in the box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is so, so much a tiny little. It's so little much easier pamphlet. in Canada, guy, because it's like they basically just have your prime minister call up and ask for a passcode, and like he's so nice that they're just like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. we'll help you out. Like yeah. and it's done. Nobody needs to worry about it. Yeah. Also, the Mounties always anyway. get their man. So we, we don't have this problem. Do the Mounties always get their phone? <laughs> yes, that's true. That's Lesser known corollary. Yeah. We need to uh, we need to invade Canada and uh, acquire their strategic Mountie reserves. <laughs> also, also maple syrup. Exactly. Can't can't get enough of that stuff. The whole thing seems like um, the the FBI basically overestimated. Uh, the effectiveness of just crying terrorist and they yes. sort of also overestimated their own um trustworthiness in, in the eyes of the public yeah well i mean yeah at the same time there's a question of how much the public opinion pay, plays into this especially in what was essentially a court case right um i think oh sure yeah but... you know it certainly makes a difference and it will certainly make a big difference the next time they try to pull this and there, make no mistake, there will be a next time in some fashion, whether it's a judicial thing or a legislative, you know, affairs instead. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it strikes me as you know what the most telling thing was. If you go back um, when they had the hearings in front of the congressional committee on this, uh, the most telling thing to me was listening to they had a um, I've forgotten her name, but uh, essentially a, a woman who is an expert in cryptography. And she was sort of the expert witness. And she, the point she made repeatedly is the FBI does not have enough technical expertise. 
Um, that's the fundamental problem here is like they don't have the resources. They're not up to date. They're not modernized enough to, you know, essentially um, understand even what we're talking about here. Like, especially when it comes to things like like encryption backdoors, right? Because her point was, you know, anybody who is an expert in this sort of thing will tell you that an encryption backdoor, which is a slightly separate issue from what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. um, is a bad idea. And so if you're arguing about that, you're either being ignorant or you're being willfully obtuse about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the interesting point here is that I think what's becoming clear is obviously technology is a huge part of law enforcement now. And perhaps they haven't invested as much into that as they have, you know, sort of government agencies often find themselves kind of stuck. Right. Like not even tanks, <laughs> but like, you know, detectives, essentially, right? like special yeah. agents who are trained in like a form of law enforcement that is probably obsolete, you know, or at least severely challenged by the addition of these technological measures. I'm all for the FBI spending more money on cybersecurity stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, in the yeah. end, it protects all of us, right? Like, yeah, 100%. And, and Even so, if they could have gotten into that phone through a backdoor, like NSA style, uh, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, what I'm not okay with is like compelling Apple to do it. That seems really screwed up. NSA mm-hmm. style was the less successful follow up to Gangnam style, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just black bars all over the screen. <laughs> well, so. Based on, so the interesting thing now is that whatever method they use to get into this, they are not, it seems like they're not legally required at all to disclose how they did it. A large part, I assume, because since this this person is dead, um, there is no case to be brought. So it's not like they have to prove in a court of law and lay out like how they did everything. Like this is, seems like at this point, it's more like intelligence gathering, essentially. Um, Which means, you know, puts Apple on a tricky spot now because it's possible there is a vulnerability that exists at least on an older model phone running an older model OS, which may or may not exist in a newer phone running a newer OS that could in some way be used to compromise the overall security of the device. It's not necessarily something that we should all be freaked out about, like people getting into our phones because it almost certainly requires physical possession of the phone. Um, But it is a question of, well, when you start withholding vulnerabilities as you know i think it's become pretty clear the nsa does right like they have their researchers looking into all this stuff and they don't necessarily turn around to apple and say oh by the way we found all these bugs in your software um so you know but like if those are bugs that put the rest of us at risk there's a question of like well is it in the public good to disclose this information or not yeah i mean obviously i think it is i I don't know what would you do in, in the place of the fbi Keep well, in mind that your your job. No, they're not is gonna. To, is yeah, to they're not gonna. Guess. They're not gonna disclose it. No, I, I think it yeah. unlikely because they have. We already know they have a bunch of other phones they want to unlock. It's unclear again whether or not this method will be applicable to those phones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, your job is not to find security bugs and report them to Apple in theory. So right. I can understand why you wouldn't do that. Um, and yeah, I mean this is what white hat hackers are for, right? Security right. researchers will find these things hopefully as well. Well, I mean, there's a big target on it right now. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so it'll all work out in the end. Well, so the the battle's <laughs> over. The war is yet to be waged. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I mean, if you at least try to set this, I mean, this is going to sound incredibly stupid, but if you try to do it through in Congress, at least it's open, right, to some degree, right? Yeah, absolutely. More open. Yeah. More open. Yeah, I imagine they can have some kind of closed session for terrorist stuff, but possibly stupider, but more open. Y- yes. Yeah. That's the that's the roll of the dice. It's like I right. Don't know. Maybe you never maybe know a clue in judge. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Maybe I'd rather have a clue in judge than a. Oh god, I'm just I'm going for dictatorship again, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> but like a nice dictatorship. Yeah, benevolent dictator. It's like oh, it's a weird. Game. I know. Yeah, I don't think the Trump administration is gonna do this right. <laughs> just yeah. The way that we want it. <laughs> uh so you know, last week we talked a little bit about um the new announcements that apple rolled out uh does have either of you, you yes uh, john i know you're you're buying a phone <laughs> we know you're buying a phone yes. um I, have you have either of you considered a, a 9.7 inch ipad pro or is that not a device that suits you guys uh, i would I'm... love to have one but i just <laughs> bought i just bought a dang ipad air too so i'm i'm not in the uh not in the running right now. So the phone is amazing. I I saw one. I played with one. Very cool. Well, look at this guy. Uh, <laughs> got played with well, I mean, I was out. I was out there. So, and there was no embargo or anything. That's true. Yes. 
So I was actually allowed this time to play with it. Uh, but it's cool. It, I mean, it's what it says on the tin. feels like a 5S. Uh, and it is, I don't know, it feels yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, I got the I case on my case I was doing that thing where you on the side. Mm, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Can't do that with a 6. Like, nope. Well, I don't know. I mean, that form factor has been around since, what, the 4 kind of thing? Uh, yeah, it's sort of well, the edge, an the edge has, the yeah. iPhone. It's yeah, I mean, that's square sided, like, yeah, it just feels right. good. It just feels, I, I like I, it too. I, I, I like it holding too. it in my hand. Yeah. Being able to reach all the corners is also nice. That's what I want the most. Yeah. And it's crazy um, fast. So my, yeah, so. so the case, the case that I ordered from Apple came in and, um, it, and I have a, uh, <laughs> I have been, an iPhone you, five. You've been using that. Fit. You've just been like, no, I just the like case. put it on the iPhone five and it fit perfectly. So it's like, you know, I mean, they all, it seems like it's exactly the same. Even though, even though they say that most most should fit, it seems like it's exactly the same to me. Yeah, yeah. that's probably not weasel words, but uh, when yeah, they give you the, the case, case right? specs, they give you a bit of tolerance. C- CYA, yeah, yeah. So there's probably right. like you know maybe it falls yeah, a little some bit outside right. of tolerances, but somebody mm-hmm. has got different like you know. Yeah, the really a, the really form fitting ones, you know, maybe there's some silicon sleeves or something that don't quite fit, but yeah, it's, it seems like most you know ninety percent or up of of cases will fit. Um, yeah. So John's getting one. Guy, are you are you, are you a six diehard? I'm still on six. I haven't even gone up to six S. But we, okay, so this yeah, fall so there will presumably be a seven. Um, that's that's probably what I'll look at. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Because uh, I skipped the six S yeah. because, uh, well, I've been flying back and forth to California a lot, and I didn't want to spend that much money on it. Well, <laughs> I, didn't, it, I didn't. I didn't have a pressing development need for the six S. Like this years so far and as upgrades have gone the success over the six was not certainly not the the force touch got me excited um live photos are cool but yeah the the new version you can do that on six right i don't no no you can't oh you can't okay okay you can view you can do it it on the sc that's the thing that you can do on the sc but not yes yes you can play them back yeah right you just can't take them you can't take them um the yeah and the the actually the biggest thing on the 6s that i like over the 6 is the faster touch id sensor yeah which is it's not in the se actually great it's i mean it's i kind of i like it too and a lot of people complain about it but i'm like you people are crazy <laughs> you just you, you know, like complaining about it's too easy faster, to open just, my phone yeah right <laughs> well people Good say that grief. they can't see the screen then my oh diamond my God, shoes are too that. tight yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I usually hit the uh the sleep, yeah, sleep just, button anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right. it solves a lot of other, problems. Hit the other button or tap it with the tip of your finger. I mean, or, I or use a finger that is not registered in Touch ID. Yeah. Or Either just way, shut up. Which is shut up. Three solutions. <laughs> I mean, shut your wine hole. That's the hole but, you pour wine in, by the way. That's the hole you pour wine in, yes. <laughs> um, but that's not going to stop you. That's not going to be a bummer for you when you get your six uh, SE. Well, not for John. Look. No, I don't think so. It'll be it'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, don't think, I don't think I don't think it'll. I mean, because I have a I have an i you know my iPad Air two is is slow with that too, and it's it's okay. I'm okay with the six size. I, the six slash six S size. I I don't see myself ever going larger. I could conceivably go back to an SE form factor, um, if that you know were. I don't know if I need to save money or something, I guess. Like, it wouldn't be my first choice, but, like, I, it, it would be a perfectly fine phone to buy if I wanted to save a little money. Like, I would not... In the past, I would not have traded down necessarily and gone with, like, oh, I'm going to buy, like, last year's model. But given that this is, you know, such a comparable powered phone in most ways, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's as much of a sacrifice. It really is just a matter of preference. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, though, in the fall. <laughs> because yeah that will be that's when it'll seem it'll seem out of date um and i paid for this phone outright just on the outside chance that i was like okay if i want to upgrade at least i can sell this phone mm-hmm. and get a seven if i mm-hmm. if i'm really like very excited about whatever gets announced for the seven so are we getting at the end of the curve where it matters much like the phones are already crazy fast for right like whatever we normally do like we're getting into yeah. like video game speed territory now where for your, you know, for browsing the web, it's not really limited anymore by the mm-hmm. CPU so much. Yeah. Uh, so are we seeing diminishing returns in terms of... Um, I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. And this is the case on the iPad, too, and I think it's one of the reasons, like, I mean, the iPad Pro, the 9.7-inch, you know, the new one they announced is is great. I don't know that it's super compelling for me. As an iPad Air 2 owner, it's super, it's definitely not 
like, oh, I need to upgrade, right? If I had an older iPad, it's just a, you know, a better version of the Air 2. Why not? Why wouldn't I get that? But going from an Air 2, it seems like the additions are relatively minor um, as someone who doesn't have particular interest in the pencil uh, or the smart connector. You know, there's not much else to to draw me in there. And certainly on the power front, it doesn't seem like yeah, my iPad Air 2 does not struggle with anything. So right. in the same way with iPads, you know, maybe lasting a little bit longer. I mean, phone technology, I think it's the processor increases are probably fairly becoming less important in terms of their, you know, being a selling point mm-hmm. uh, rather than all the other features or whatever that Apple decides to build in. So the iP- the new iPad Pro, the smaller one, uh, I'm super excited about it um, because I love sort of like not necessarily as as a product, but I I like the way that uh, they're setting up the sort of the iPad platform at that point. Um, the screen is getting incredibly cool. It's got a higher you know it's got a higher color depth. It it can it does a true tone thing where it adapts. Um, right. yeah. to the mm-hmm. to the to the heat the light in the, the of the room, right. which is amazing. Uh, people who've seen it say like it, it blew them away, uh, and that's just uh, you know combined with the pencil, the super fast touch sensor is like I, I'm really impressed with how far they've gone, and that's not the kind of feature like the uh, the two tone thing that anybody else would really bother with or think about. And I'm just excited that Apple is thinking about it. Yeah. Like the whites on the screen end up matching the whites on the bezel in, in any room with two tone turned on. Fascinating. Which is yeah. pretty, Edge, pretty edgeless cool. displays. That's, yeah, that is kind of amazing. Um, well, let's, let's come back to the iPad in just a moment. But first, I would like to pause and tell you about one of today's sponsors. Uh, this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Upsy. We've talked about them before. We'll talk about them again. Uh, when you go to one of those big box stores and, and buy electronics, they try always try to foist on you the extended warranty, um, you know, all this extra coverage for an extra price. But, you know, I think we all know that that's, that's sold at a huge margin and those stores are making a great profit on it. And maybe it's not worth exactly uh, what you are paying for it. You take like a $1,400 TV and you will get charged something like 180 bucks for two years to protect that TV. That is a bit overpriced. That warranty really should cost something more like $35. So, you know, as a customer, you're paying much more money than you actually need to for the services that are being provided. Upsy, though, is looking to change this. It's the new way to warranty. Uh, using the Upsy app on their site, you can protect all of your devices for roughly 50 to 90% cheaper than the in-store warranties. This includes things like smartphones, TVs, laptops, appliances, all these different types of devices, all at fair prices. Upsy keeps the warranty and receipt. If you have a claim, you can start the process really easy. So instead of that $180 for the two years of TV protection, it costs you something more like $54.36 uh, for two years and no deductible. Uh, the app's really easy to use, so you can just go through and find your devices and easily set them up and make sure that you're covered for all eventualities. Uh, if you need to make a claim, you can do it on in the app or on the website. Um, and best of all, you can get your stuff fixed locally or choose to send it in. So like Upsy's there to basically fit into your life, make it easier for you to get the service you need. And I think a lot of people tend to like replace their devices instead of getting them repaired. Well, it turns out that getting them repaired may actually be cheaper in some cases. So that's great. Um, thousands of people have chosen Upsy to protect their stuff. Uh, go to their website. It's upsy.com, U-P-S-I-E.com. And we have a special deal with them. Use promo code REBOUND for 10% off your first two purchases. So that's even cheaper than that extended warranty in the store. Uh, It's a pretty good deal, especially if you have a lot of electronics, as many of us do. I'm sure many of you listeners have plenty of extra uh, these devices lying around that you may want to protect in various ways. So once again, go to upsy.com, upsie.com. And use promo code REBOUND for 10% off your first two purchases. And thank you so much for, to Opsy for sponsoring this week's episode of The Rebound. And one of the things that you could, in, these, in theory, protect with that extended warranty is <laughs> that 9.7-inch iPad Pro. It's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? Are, so are you getting one, Guy? No, no. no um, not yet. No, Just coveting. Yet. Just coveting, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know. So for what I use my iPad for, um, these features don't really 
uh, what do you have do, now? Do an much Air, for me. An Air Two? Uh, just an Air, actually. I don't okay. have an Air Two. Right. Yeah, I had one. I don't. That's not. Oh, that sounded. <laughs> that sounded dark. I had one <laughs> once, long ago, um, in Lost in the Mist of Time. Well, I mean, because I. I don't know. Like a lot of devices come through, and I, I either sell them out. Well, because it's for development. I, stuff, I right? picture so you sitting in front of a conveyor belt of devices that just go through. <laughs> my, my favorite. The, bug, is the Bugs Bunny a, music is playing. Dun, 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 my favorite dun, dun, dun. is I've still got like a, a BB10 device here, which is probably wow. Yeah, that's my claim to propping up a shame. table. Or it's my claim to shame. Um, <laughs> uh, but what excites me about it is like you know three, four years down the line, that's going to be the baseline for the platform. Could even, you know, for the, for the phones too, probably. Yeah. Like eventually all the stuff that's in the Pro is going to find its way down into the regular line. And, you know, whether or not you have a use for a pencil, whatever. I mean, it's there if you want it, which I think is very cool. It's going to let you do like a whole, like, selling software for the iPads is kind of difficult right now. Mm-hmm. And specifically if you just want to, target pencil stuff that's you know it's at this point it's only be one model um but seeing this kind of tech and seeing them invest in it and seeing them uh sort of build out the platform in, in really interesting ways like this this rich color thing is very cool um just gives me hope that like you know the this is not going to stagnate into kind of like the what we've got now like like the ipad air 2 kind of thing like they're still building on it and there's still like a lot of cool stuff to to see down the road yeah i think the big question for me is when the summer rolls around and we start to see previews of presumably ios 10 um since there there was such a huge you know focus on the ipad with ios 9 and adding some of these multitasking features and the like which i think are great uh i think that was the definitely the biggest improvement to uh, ios on ipad probably ever uh, I'm curious to see if they continue along those lines and continue to sort of soup that up because I feel like with the pro and and angling and marketing things towards a pro quote unquote audience, uh, it seems even ever more important that you have more ability to do that multitasking stuff or that it works more seamlessly or easier. Because right now it's it's good, but it's it's still kind of weird, right? It feels like a bolt on to me um yeah the, the way they it added does. it and and there are things about it that are a little clunky like anybody who's tried to ever use that side uh picker right for like what app you want to launch on the side mm-hmm. it's unless it's like the most recent app you've used it's kind of a pain like you end up scrolling through this really big list and trying to find the one app you're looking for yeah um, i mean say what you will about uh os 10 or windows for that matter but uh a bunch of windows on the desktop yeah it kind of works. <laughs> works works pretty well, right? So, well, it is ever. It's sobering when you try to do something like you know that involves multiple apps on an iOS device, and you kind of struggle through finding like uh, you know a way of doing this and using things that, like I was trying to post like a you know anime gifts or something, and you know saving it to the camera roll, then going to another app and pulling it in from the camera roll, like. It feels weird in a way that, like, on my Mac, I can drag and drop this file onto another window from an app, you know, without even, like, going through a middleman or anything, and it just works. Um, And so, you know, obviously that model doesn't necessarily translate exactly to iOS, but it's still, I think one of the reasons I haven't given up, uh, you know, gone, like, to an iPad Pro instead of, like, a MacBook is it still feels like iOS is catching up to, you know mac os i don't even mean os 10 like <laughs> mac os yeah. 6 or whatever yeah well and there's, there's quietly because i don't like to get beaten up by by people uh <laughs> there's a lot of stuff about the like windows ui that i kind of find makes some sense or i can or i can defend it at least um, get out <laughs> well, this podcast is over well like the start bar at the bottom to switch between apps you know how most people use windows they put it in yeah. a giant window yep they, they maximize their main window, whatever they're working on. And then the start part, they use to switch between apps. Uh, that seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to be doing on an iPad Pro. Yeah, I could see that. Because, uh, you know, you get to see all your running apps and you can just switch between them. And then have like a little, like a little plus button. You hit the plus button and the list comes up and you pick it and there you get it. Kind of like a mix between a dock and a launcher, which guess what? It's the start part there. Like it, it's not a crazy, it's not a crazy UI if wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. 
the people I knew who were Windows users, especially like, you know, when I was growing up and the, there was a sharp delineation between Windows and Mac users, there was always a weird philosophical thing, right? Because when you were running Mac apps, you were sort of running like a transparent layer, you know, mm-hmm. with all the windows on it. And so, so many people I know who would use the window, windows the way you described, full screen apps, and then you switch back and forth on them. And like, you know, the windows themselves had the menu bar in it rather than the menu mm-hmm. bar always being at the top going back and forth for some of those people like you know i think that was always the hardest thing for a lot of people to grasp about using the mac was the application model being so different Mm -hmm. Um, but you're totally right that an ipad you know where you're essentially running one app in the foreground and there is no overall system ui layer really right like there's no menu bar that's that's permanent in the top of the screen it makes a lot more sense to be able to switch back and forth yeah and Um, even the even the menus inside the windows so the basic Windows, I mean, they screwed it up, obviously, but the, the basic Windows model is one window is one app. Right. And the menu bar is inside the app because it controls that app. Right. So you can argue about Fitz Law and all that, but at least it's a pretty good mental model. Of like, yeah, this thing is one thing. Yeah. That thing's another and that, thing. And that leads, I mean, the opposite leads to so much confusion on the Mac because I see so many people who launch something, do something in a window, and close then close the, the window, window and think that the app is gone. Well, and no, yes. sometimes it's still, it is it's still running. That's the worst. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. In, mostly, in more recent mostly versions it, yeah. of OS ten, they've added, like, if you close all your windows in preview, it quits preview. Yes. But that's not universal, but just, which is but even just worse. Apple. I mean, I think that's just Apple apps right now, really. It's not even all of them, though. Like, you yeah. can run plenty of apps without windows open. Yes. Um, which is silly. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand why they ever added that. Like, I understand their temptation was to clean up after exactly the people that you're talking talking about right but because it doesn't happen across the board it just you end up with it's just very strange really bizarre yeah 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 Yeah. not not and sometimes it's annoying i mean and that and that's annoying sometimes because like if i want to do if i'm doing a bunch of stuff in preview and then i have to like remember oh no 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 the app closed because i closed the oh god jeez i gotta launch it again yeah yeah that was that's in a classic example of apple thinking they're making something easier and actually making it more complicated (laughs) by not being consistent about by not being consistent yeah. Well, oh, guess what? OS 10 turned 15. Like oh, this that's week. right. Exactly. On the 24th, right? Yeah, I remember right. writing about it uh, back in 2001 when it came out. And that is that the... Oh God, well, so what's the what's that the anniversary of? Uh, 1.0. Uh, yeah. Sorry, 10.0. Which 0. is... Not the public beta. Not the public beta. Not the public beta. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's so the one... That's the first one that I got is 1.0. I had the public beta. I was running it on a dual yeah. boot. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, right. I don't think I, I don't think I ever started using OS 10 as full time until 10.2. I think I got 10.0 I was using a lot but not universally and then 10.1 which fixed a bunch of stuff. I remember my yeah. favorite thing about 10.1 was that Three. it was released. Yeah, it was released. <laughs> so I was in college at the time <laughs> and I actually heard about it and this was the days before like you downloaded software updates, right? And oh, yeah. so I went to the campus store and there was essentially forever. they were just standing there burning discs for people like which was hilarious. Like essentially the guy pulled out a CDR, popped it in and burned me a copy of the software update that I then like just on a blank, <laughs> you know, unlabeled CDR. And I took it home and installed it, uh, which to this day is the weirdest way I've <laughs> ever gotten a software update. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a, a legit, huge like a legit update. Too, yeah, like, exactly. Too. That yeah. was that was the sanctioned way to do it. <laughs> that was the actually that one actually kind of came in a sleeve. Um, at least the box that I had was just it was like a like a almost like a folder. Whereas the next three or four versions were all in these like large like shelf boxes back when uh-huh. you know, you'd, yep. you'd go yeah, into like yeah, a big box, yeah. a big box store, and you'd pay 130 bucks to get Those were the um, days. OS 10. And then, and then slowly they made it. They made them smaller and smaller, and, and cheaper and cheaper, and cheaper and cheaper. And now finally, you just you just download. Um, it's interesting you point that out. Kids, fifteen years, <laughs> um, because you know, looking back, right, the Mac OS made it to what I guess sixteen to seventeen, depending on how you count, right? If you consider the end of the classic Mac OS when ten point was released, which is not quite accurate, I guess. Yeah, they overlap for a while. Yeah, they yeah. overlap for a little bit, but like. You know, so we're almost at the point where OS 10 is as old as the original classic Mac OS was when OS 10 came out. I can't believe classic Mac OS lasted that long. It was, uh, no yeah. offense. I don't know if Syracuse is going to listen, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, there, it was pretty long in the tooth for like a, you know, 
a good eight years before. Oh, sure. Finally. Yeah. As little... someone who was an incredible <laughs> Mac OS supporter at the time, like it became harder and harder to defend in the late nineties when yeah. there were so many things, you know, but protected memory, cooperative yeah. multitasking, all that yeah, stuff that, that stuff. you, you were like, I hope the person I'm arguing with doesn't actually know yeah. that much about technology. I mean, managing, yeah. Managing, um, startup items was like a dark, art i mean you had to you had to and then you know they had startup whatever that thing that managed yeah and extensions it's extension manager right i mean they you know they started shipping that thing that would would like create sets for you so that you could reboot with like if you wanted to use photoshop cassidy and green conflict catcher god really did you yeah i used that for a while but then but then apple shipped their own thing yeah, yeah, they yeah. Sherlock. Well, this was P Sherlock, but yeah. They, well, they realized that was something they should have been doing for a while, probably. Well, no, they should have just made it work. They well, should have had, yeah, yeah. They, they, should, they like, should have had protection. But they didn't have... hack like that. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's ugly right. business. Yeah. Those were those were the sad, dark times. Yeah, I remember. So I bought my my first Mac, uh, G three two sixty six, in ninety seven. I guess like whenever, uh, basically, a couple of months after the next acquisition. Mm-hmm. And they oh, said okay. that they were going to have Rhapsody out, and it was going to be, it would run on my <laughs> next year. hardware that's shipping today. <laughs> so that didn't happen. So I spent like a good year or something like on classic Mac OS, uh, and I came to like it. But initially, I was ready to murder people. I was coming from like Windows NT and OS two, and like the fact that you could put <laughs> hold your hold your mouse button down on a scroll bar, and downloads would stop was like mind-boggling oh, yeah. to me i'm like yeah. how is that possible like i just want to scroll and then everything else in the computer's like okay man all we're doing all we're thinking about is scrolling <laughs> for you we're on we're on the case <laughs> it's very dogged though when you think about it yeah yeah in a way it's kind of cool anyway i totally agree to love it so and There's... i think you like it now more in um with nostalgia, not that I don't have to deal with any of the Well, yeah, not having yeah. to do certain things on it uh, yeah. definitely makes things, definitely makes it a lot easier to look back with those rose-colored glasses and think, oh, yeah. that was great, when you don't remember all the really, really crappy things. Yeah, but the things yeah. I could do with it easily blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I had, a, I had like, an AV thing in my G3. You could just plug a VCR in it. Oh, and yeah, into, yeah. And record into QuickTime. You know how fun that was? Like, me and my friends did the dumbest stuff. <laughs> like... It was just arbitrarily <laughs> weird fun that you can, well, doing that with a, like, with a PC, you'd have to really put your mind to it and be a pain in the ass because you need to buy the card. You need to figure out how to oh, do yeah, it. All that how would you record yeah, from yeah. that card? I don't know, some custom proprietary software. This was like QuickTime Pro. Like I yeah, so, so driver, driver management was a nightmare on Windows. Yeah. Yeah. So um, doing this. Which was, was like, much, much simpler on, on the Mac. Yeah, I mean, most partially just because there weren't as many there things that you could buy. <laughs> but that's okay. iOS kind of works like that today too, right? Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about things that are great, though, I, I do want to quickly interject with a note from our second sponsor today, our good friends at Harry's. Uh, you guys know uh, good things come in sets of three. Everybody knows that. Well, what am I saying? Well, it's March. It's the third month of the year. It also happens to be our friends over at Harry's third year anniversary as a business. And if you listeners are new to Harry's, we have a special deal for you. Try three of their expertly crafted five blade German razors, a handle and shave cream for just 10 bucks with the offer code rebound. Now we've all gotten, uh, I think, well, at least John and I have gotten our, our sets from Harry's and used them. I, I did too. But, oh, did, uh, oh, excellent. Yeah, they sponsored, they sponsored my show. And, and I, I love it. Use it all the time. And you're you're so you you are a regular Harry's shaver guy. Yeah, yeah. And you like well, your... I mean, I have a beard, but you know, <laughs> I trim around it. But yeah, I use my Harry's and, and they're uh, they're uh, the foaming gel thing. Yeah, I think and... John and I are particularly big fans of the aftershave lotion. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will it smells say, like a you smell like a million dollars. You do. I, I mean, I don't have a million dollars. I've never smelled a million dollars, <laughs> but I imagine this is what it smells. Trust like. Trust me, that's what you smell like. And I will say that my my girlfriend is she always remarks and notices when I've when I've used that. So there's there's a uh, an endorsement there for you, gentlemen. Your ladies will love it. Uh, and the great thing about Harry's is that not only do they provide great blades that are super sharp and provide a, a super close, comfortable shave, but you don't have to go to the drugstore and like get somebody to unlock that cabinet for you. 
and hand you these razor blades. And as I think we discussed on a previous episode, razor blades, cough syrup, you know, like you don't want to have to walk around in those doors and ask people to unlock a bunch of doors for you. Um, and so you don't have to pay ridiculous prices either because Harry's blades are so cost effective. The Harry's is the only shaving company with both amazing quality and low prices. We discussed their German engineered five blade cartridges. Yeah. Jawohl. Um, <laughs> And uh, they, they guarantee the quality on them. There's a full refund if you're not happy with them. They provide factory direct prices, cutting out the middleman. They ship it right to your door, so you get it for roughly half the price of the leading brand. Over 1 million guys have already made the Switch, and thousands more Switch every day. So, you know, why pay $32 for an pa- 8-pack of razor blades when you can get them for half the price at harrys.com? Um, and so, as we remind you that even though the the starter kit, which gets you razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades, normally goes for fifteen dollars, and Harry doesn't really like to discuss discount their uh, their their prices because they're already so low. We have worked out a special offer for you guys. You get five dollars off your first order with promo code Rebound. Stop overpaying for a great shave. Go to Harry's.com right now. That's H A R R Y S dot com and enter code Rebound at checkout. Thank you so much to Harry's for sponsoring the rebound so what else is going on in tech news this week i don't know it, it seemed they the event i think we had all hoped would uh provide a lot more fodder and <laughs> while it was interesting um i think the product announcements that actually came out of it were fairly modest not to say they're not great products but it was you yeah. know there was nothing earth shattering there yeah i mean it was a confluence of a few things they had a couple of products to announce right and then they had the the fbi thing that they wanted to make uh, a statement about mm-hmm. and and I, then they I had a statement was really well said and powerful i think so yeah i thought yeah. so too i mean the, apparently the, the it was one, the good one enough to let had, the air out of the FBI. yeah <laughs> yeah well the one quibble well actually they'd already moved on sunday to dismiss it or to to back down so was that a, had, oh was that a, did that happen then the, the, the court gives i yeah i checked so the okay well, I didn't sound like a gumshoe did. I'd ask somebody. The, uh, <laughs> Who'd you call? Who'd you call? Yeah. Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> not a cheap joke. Um, <laughs> I laughed. We can't, the, we can't afford expensive jokes on this show. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the papers have been filed on this Sunday. So it's okay. unclear if Tim even knew that, that the FBI was backing down when he said what he, what right. he said. I, I um, would think probably not uh, my understanding is that they uh, they found out that afternoon like they did the thing in, at uh town hall and <laughs> why, then later in the afternoon they found out from like the lawyers why why, why do we even waste our time <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't yeah. have even had that event yeah but no i thought what he said was really well really well put if there's one quibble he starts it off with a month ago we asked everybody or asked the nation to enter into a conversation about security it's like no you didn't <laughs> you got Spin. dragged you got dragged into a pit by the fbi and you've been like <laughs> punching them in the face ever since so, anyway but that, the, what he said was eloquent and, and smart and yeah i don't think anybody on either side really has a quibble with what he said so no um but then the other thing that they talked about was um health kit and care kit and the environment and the environment. I mean, basically right, just a right. great time to point out how awesome they are so you remember they're on the right side of the FBI thing. Yes. Yeah. Once again, seems to have worked. Oh, yeah. and, the, uh, and the robot. <laughs> the robot was a threat. I think if the, <laughs> the environment and the health was the carrot, the robot is the stick. Yeah. Do not make us send our iPhone disassembling <laughs> robot after you. <laughs> we will do it. We will not hesitate. You don't want to meet Liam's big brother. Yeah, uh, not in a dark alley, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so what do we expect next? So th- it was interesting that they said that was the end of using Town Hall. Yeah, yeah, well, they... They hedged a little bit. But... I mean, the thing is, well, they're gonna, con- there's going to be WWDC, delays. which is obviously at a larger venue. There will be a fall event that will almost certainly be at a larger venue because, you know, they're doing a major new iPhone launch, right? So mm-hmm. I think they're anticipating the next time they would need sort of on-campus events probably isn't until next year after the campus is opened yeah it's so, like if, if there's no antenna gate kind of thing they're probably in the clear yeah yeah All right. oh speaking yeah. of yeah, speaking of antenna gate type things um what do you guys know what do you know about this this ios 9.3 linking deep linking bug oh yeah thank you i forgot about that yeah uh 
I think because I don't is... understand. I don't. I don't know that I've experienced it, so I'm not. I don't really understand it. Okay, so here's the the, the technical rundown, as I understand it. Deep linking in, in, involves like each app basically has a, a, a file inside it saying which domains that when you tap on them in Safari, which domains uh, the app can handle. Um, certain apps like Bookings.com and I think a few others have massive databases in them, like like a, the list of domains that they handle is huge, like over two megabytes. Um, I don't know why they chose to do it like that. Probably some kind of boneheaded internal decision. Either way, this uh, list of domains that they handle is too big for um, for the system. Like it, there's there's a memory limit on how big this list can be. These lists that are provided by the apps break that limit. So every time you try to go click on a link. Um, the process is, okay, uh, Safari, WebKit, uh, looks at the link, compares it against all of the, um, the registered domains per app, and when it hits this huge one, it explodes and dies. And so it never gets to <laughs> the point where... I also have where, that problem. <laughs> yeah. So it never gets to the point where it can follow through to, to actually click through the link, uh, which effectively kills all of your links in your app. Now... The bummer of this is if you delete the bookings app, um, the OS has already cached all of this information, so it doesn't the cache doesn't get cleared uh, until later. One trick, and this is awesome. One trick I saw is rent a really huge movie, like a really long movie, because that'll put <laughs> that'll put that'll put pressure on the space in the system, and it'll evict its caches, which means basically it'll get rid of this list, and then you'll be fine. So for the, for the price of what five ninety nine? Also, also rebuild your desktop. Yeah, exactly. For the, for the low price of five ninety nine, you too can click on a URL on your phone these days. Man, yeah. So, well, and the thing that's so... yeah, that's a combo. That's a combo screw up. I mean, I mean, how many betas yeah. of iOS nine three were there? Yeah, a, a lot. There were a lot of them. There were a lot of them, and this did not come up somehow. Yeah, well, it's very strange. Here's the thing. I mean, if they didn't test with one of these massive files, it doesn't matter how many. Oh, yeah, wait, they were public betas now. They were public betas. Yeah, I forgot that yeah. they do that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it seems like someone should have come across that. Right. But, but people... Well, to be perfectly honest, the bookings.com people should have discovered that. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing, right? Yeah. they should have been testing their app. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it points out the importance of testing your, your apps as a developer. But I think the problem with the public beta thing is that there are probably a lot of people who just didn't bother reporting it if they ran into it like first of all i don't know how many people are using the public beta right like it's certainly yes it's publicly available but a lot of people probably don't bother i've heard it's a lot well it's like orders it's an order of magnitude at least larger than when it was just private developer beta. oh sure and like i mean minimum yeah that doesn't surprise me you know because there are a what? lot of iphone users right yeah. so there's going to be a lot no matter what but at the same time, it's possible that there just wasn't pe- there weren't people who came across this, um, or the ones who did did not know enough or were invested in enough to report it as a bug. So, Do they still have that bug reporting tool in the public betas? I believe so. There's definitely one in the OS 10 beta. Yeah. I would assume there's one in iOS beta. I Otherwise, think there is too. people would well, just feel I, like, oh. <laughs> Right. Well, because I heard after they they put that out, they got swamped. Like they basically could hardly deal with the influx of bugs. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. There's also some other thing going around, I guess, with an activation lock bug too. Yes, they fixed that. Like they they reissued it. There was an activation oh, yeah, lock one. bug on like an older device for older devices, right? Mm. Yeah, it was something specific about it. I'm not. I I don't know the technical details of that one. Yeah, it had something to do with entering, oh, I guess the activation process stalled, um, potentially, which, pro, which screwed with some older devices. Um, anyways, it, it happens. Uh, you can, I guess you want to think they can test everything, but there are, as you said before, there's probably a near infinite number of things to test, right? So right. Stuff, gets, stuff gets missed. Um, well, so you asked what's next guy uh it seems like i mean there's certainly nothing on the books before wwdc which has not even been officially announced yet mm-hmm. um, but we would expect to be in early june um which would seem if you know previous <laughs> everybody's everybody's already booked their travel <laughs> <laughs> 
if previous indications are any you know anything to go by we assume new versions of ios and os 10 uh mm-hmm. it seems like there are already in development development if not already sort of made new laptops um because those had been speculated for last week's event but did not materialize so chances yeah. are either they will be introduced quietly if they are sort of modest updates or if they are more significant updates which it sounds like there might at least be a more significant update to the 12 inch macbook um mm-hmm. that would probably be keynote worthy um, the way the 12 inch like the macbook the, one yeah like the, yeah Mac, yeah yeah um the macbook macbook well the, i mean you imagine it's going to get uh another port three, right <laughs> another port <laughs> one more port God, one port we're adding one port one Wait, what, port what, one it port only. it was lightning was it lightning no what it, are we talking about it has USB-C in it yeah no i've got that one i thought they were going to change right, the port right, right. to be uh Oh man, I'm totally blanking. Wasn't there like some upcoming? Oh, Thunderbolt two or something? Thund- oh yeah, Thund- Thunderbolt over oh. USB C. I don't even. Remember. Yeah, there was something that like it. Some th- combination yeah, Thunderbolt port. port that looks like a lightning port kind of thing. Just stick another USB C port on the other side at least, and you know that'll get <laughs> and make double it fa- your sales. and make it faster. Yeah, well they'll do that anyways. That's yeah. that's kind of standard operating procedure. I mean, yeah. significantly faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like mine, but. Uh... I did cast an envious. Macro, you know? I did cast an envious glance seeing one in a coffee shop, um, because it is remarkably thin looking. And like I'm using a, an 11 inch Air, which is not a you know super bulky device, um, but the the 12 inch one looks very nice. Feels like an iPad. Yeah, that's... I mean, not exactly like one, but I mean I kind of treat it like one. Like I'll I'll close it and toss it onto the couch. Like it's that light yeah, and it's, like not. It's because your history's worst monster, guy. <laughs> You're why we can't. Well, have nice things. not like from across the room, you know. But <laughs> frisbee it. Like, oh, yeah, you gotta you gotta frisbee it. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I'll just throw it through the mail slot <laughs> just to see <laughs> through a, through a flaming hoop. <laughs> Watch this, <laughs> which I just happen to have in my living room. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's for the teacup poodles. Um, <laughs> silence. Yeah. Besides new MacBooks and new software, though, I don't know. It seems like I mean, new iPhones are almost certainly September-ish. I would guess if there's a watch hardware update, it would also be in the fall. I would think so too. Yeah. So a new, Mac, I mean, new MacBooks, and then you'll see you'll get a look at the next OS 10 and iOS iOS 10, iOS yeah. 10. Uh, yeah. and I don't and know. And they'll maybe... change the name to Mac OS. Yes. Well, I think we're all pretty clear. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's almost, you somebody know. found that in like a, yeah. Like yeah. A oh, like they found preference the file already? or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Mac OS 10, 10 is like, it sounds like a, like a Bond SNA from France. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a com, <laughs> like a comic book, a French comic book. Oh uh, <laughs> yes. You like the Mac OS 10, 10. We're going to get letters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I, I think that'll change. And I think it's, I don't know if it'll be Mac OS 11 or what, but yeah, I don't know. I would hope that they decide to, yeah. to change it. It's, it's, it's 15 it's years. It's time. It's time. Yeah. It's time. It's okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's going to be the lowercase M if though. They, if they wanted to know, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's going to be the lowercase M, but get over it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, in yeah, part that will okay. also distinguish it from the classic Mac OS. So. Yeah. And I like I like consistency. I mean, I like okay, iOS, if you're gonna Mac if you're gonna TVOS, name Watch everything OS, else yeah. something like if you're name everything else in this format, name all of them in this format. Yep. Yeah. Stop and trying to kind of, excuse me. And you kind of stuck because you've got the I, like the lowercase. Yeah. I. Yeah. That that I feel like they've tried to. I mean, Apple Watch and Apple TV, right? They <laughs> right. and Apple Pay and all that stuff is like yeah, they they've can't, tried they to get the hell away from it. But the, until the iPhone for, is dead, stuck with no it for way. quite some time. Yeah. yeah. Until the iPhone is dead, and I think that's the one that matters the most. On like you could rebrand the iMac, the Mac, if you really wanted to. Um, you probably should. Yeah. The iPad, yeah, you could yeah. probably come up with something else, but the iPhone is just so iconic that there's no way to get away from that until they make like they reinvent the phone again um so it's gonna be a (laughs) motivator we're going back all the way back to the beginning 
It's actually got two parts. One part that you hold up to your ear, and then one part that you hold up to your face to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> when you want to call somebody, you actually, you, you speak to an operator at Apple. Yeah. It's an Earth, it's an Earth and 2 they, phone. they connect you. <laughs> well, they can also log all your calls that way, which is great for right. law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else on the horizon. I would love to see some more Apple TV movement. Maybe they'll do some revamps on Apple Music or something. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the next sort of big thing is. I'm hoping iTunes, iTunes and the music app are disasters at this point. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. How they it clear the decks that, on I, that. But I do not understand. Like, I I'm a pretty technical guy, and I I don't know. I honestly don't know what's happening. Like when I go into no, when I go into the music app, I just want to search for a song, and I don't know how to do it. It turns out you got to go to my music, and mm-hmm. then there's a search bar at the top, and then I type in a song that's not my music. It's Apple Music, but yeah, it's like I don't I the music app. I've, as a someone who doesn't subscribe to Apple Music, it does at least make it a little bit easier to use. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's kind of a it's kind of a mess iTunes, so, we all know iTunes is a total mess. I don't, I mean, there's been rumors that they've worked on, a, they're working on a rewrite, but I don't know how feasible that is or how likely it is, I should say. Well, if you listen to Eddie on uh, uh, Gruber's show, the talk show, uh, he, I mean, obviously for political reasons, he's got to stick up for it, but he was like, no, we've really focused on putting the music inside the whole window. Like that's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, that it, should it, not, it kind of Eddie is the problem. Not, he should work on deals and not design software. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think he does design it, but no, he's got to stick yeah. up for his team and all that. But it's like, right. he could be like, would have been a nice moment of contrition to be like, yeah, that's, we're looking at, Wait, we're, you, all, you, we're you, always looking at ways to improve our software and we understand yeah, that something like, like we've that. got, we do a lot and so it gets complicated and we're like at Apple, we may have a process of refining things over time. Say that, say, just say that, you know, like. You don't think Eddie is sitting there with like a crayon designing software? Cause it kind of looks like it. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> his, his shirts would certainly explain the state of iTunes UI. <laughs> I was dancing while I wrote this. <laughs> No, Eddie, no. (laughs) Please stop. Thanks again to our sponsor, Upseed. They are changing the game when it comes to warranties. Protect smartphones, TVs, laptops, appliances, and many more, all at fair prices, not at those crazy high prices the big box stores are charging you. It's all done on the Upsea app or on Upsea.com. And when you choose to go to Upsea.com, use the promo code REBOUND for 10% off your first two purchases. That's UPSIE.com and promo code REBOUND for 10% off your first two purchases. Mm-hmm.